Cup Series goes to Richmond. IndyCar goes to Texas. Formula One goes down under with a crazy show talking about our live stream. This is FR Racing's Garage Talk. I'm DJ Flock. Eric Richardson. I'll be honest with you. I told you before we hit record. Didn't catch much of the, the Richmond race. This What I did catch wasn't, wasn't too terribly exciting. Yeah, I watched a good chunk of it. And, you know, really, in the first two stages, there wasn't a whole lot going on. It's not until stage number three that it starts to pick up. I'm honestly and off the top. We've seen time and again now. Top, top of my head, I don't even know who won. Um, Kyle Larson. Geez. Kyle Larson. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a and, snooze. Uh, Josh Berry got second. He did. That was good for him, and and it was a lot of a lot of kudos to him for you know he had a had a rough start. They're not letting him do the road courses so far. I mean, it's only been one, but um, now pretty pretty short leash for him for his audition and you know some top top uh, top tier equipment and. Uh, he didn't make the most of this after you know his adjustment period. I you know he probably never sees another sprint or sprint cup. Wow, <laughs> been a while since that <laughs> one. I've been uh, I've been looking at some uh, old Gen Four stuff today and car tomorrow and yeah, sprint cup. Wow, yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't get another cup series ride. It's kind of weird that they still haven't had a title sponsor in a few years. Well, and I guess the uh, air louvers um, aren't helping Hendrick at all. No, nope, no. Nope. Apparently, they're still out front, and Will Byron was up there until he got wrecked out. Yes, he did. I did catch that. And Chastain is in it again. <laughs> Some of Christopher Bell. Well, I don't. I don't know if that was necessarily but, Chastain's fault. <laughs> Have you no. seen the, the memes this week that they're blaming yeah. Chastain? <laughs> it's <laughs> blaming Chastain for everything. And there was like Chastain caused. You know, then they got they started to get a little on the. Uh, tasteless side some they started off really funny and then it's like oh, okay i don't know about yeah Ch- chastain killing dale earnhardt was uh that that, that yeah. crossed the line into tasteless um but yeah uh cup series got the bristol dirt race coming up yeah we'll be watching that one that one's usually entertaining 10 laps of green and then caution and then caution and then at the Next end, you three. see somebody really trying to chase somebody down on the dirt. And was it two years ago? Chase Briscoe? Just... It was last year. Yeah. Or it was Bris- last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Briscoe took out Tyler Reddick and Kyle Bush came by and and took the win. And it was just like, well, I'll take it. <laughs> He's like, I, I you know, wasn't he, he knew he had no chance of winning. And that that just. I mean, the, the crazy thing about the dirt race is you just see everybody on that lower line as that race goes on. And and then you see it just start to clear off just a little bit that you can start to see the pavement uh, appear. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's different. NASCAR is trying some things. It's like they are with the Chicago street race. Year three or four of the dirt yeah, race. I think it's, I think it's year three. The thing is like, I did they ever, I know they didn't stop running it during the day because the, dirt and the dust from the dirt was just blowing everywhere and and like people are like coughing and choking up a storm so they moved it to the night but did did they ever actually run the race during the day i think the very first one they did yeah it's just i remember that being just a total disaster and now they've been doing it at night and 
<laughs> a couple of weeks ago that um Josh Williams <laughs> and they put a sign in the dirt at the start finish line and said like Josh Williams parking here. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> After his little his little bit at Atlanta, but um yeah, I mean Bristol dirt should be interesting. Oh, it's always fun when you take a drink of water and it goes down. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, <Yep>. excuse me. <laughs> Pause, time out. I promise it's just water. It's not Malort. It's not Malort. It's not Make a Little <clears throat> Ultra. So maybe we'll actually get an entertaining race this weekend, but who knows? I mean, it'll be chaotic. I, I you know, chaotic oh, yeah. and entertaining. Mm. Sometimes go hand in hand. Sometimes the way it's the like, season is going, I'll take it. Is races are just running green, and then we have well, five well, cautions in the last twelve laps and three overtimes at Coda. And Kurt Busch getting visibly annoyed on on the broadcast. So, yeah, they got to do something about that. It's uh... I'm okay if you do that with like a short track, like Bristol, Richmond, Martinsville. When you got a three plus mile track. Give it one go and call it. You know, they, t- they talked about like the change with the stage racing on the road courses where they're not, you know, they're not throwing a caution to kind of speed things up. And they're like, what if we do that at ovals? Like, well, if you do that at ovals, then you're back to pre-stage racing. It's like, okay, you're just giving people bonus points for hitting checkpoints, but you know, you're back to just one long continuous green flag race. I mean, plus cautions, but you don't have those stage breaks anymore. So it's like, is, is it time to undo the stages? Like, is that really that much of a problem? Well, you know, kind of where I would go, get rid of stage breaks, get rid of this playoff system. Let's just race it out. So the question, like I, I, I get it, but I don't with the whole switching to stage breaks a few years ago and trying to you know reward that consistency and you know you had these guys especially on these like plate tracks that are just kind of hanging in the back the whole time and avoiding the chaos and then they you know with like 20 laps to go make their charge to the front and that you know super boring i guess but <clears throat> i mean what was that a change that really needed to be made to add the stage breaks no I didn't think so. I don't think so either. I I think all the changes that they've done are a relation to the attendance that we're also seeing at the races. So the next question is, you know, you look at Formula One and, now, you know, with the exception of this weekend or this last weekend, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, Formula One has been pretty disciplined about you know not, they're not short but yeah they're they're very disciplined about time you know obviously they have the advantage of if it's not raining too terribly hard they can run in the rain you know nascar has some of those mile packages now they can run in the rain on the on the road courses but do you need to shorten the races are they too long i think it's the same question that we're getting with baseball right now it's just people you can watch a 10 second TikTok and find out everything that happened. So you don't need to sit for four and a half hours yeah. and watch cars go. I mean, on, on, I won't lie on a typical race. It doesn't matter what series it is. 
I'll turn on. I'll watch the start. I'll I'll be in and out of the room. I mean, I can't sit there for four hours on a you know on a Saturday or a Sunday and watch the race. I mean, I'll I'll catch the highlights later. I'll I'll you know I'll watch it while I'm eating lunch. I'll watch it you know in the afternoon. I've got it on the the TV up here. But honestly, with the exception of last weekend, that's the first time I think I've sat start to finish to watch an entire race. <clears throat> um, in quite a while. It's been at least since I've had kids. That's, I mean, even during the Indy 500, I get up and walk away for a while. I mean, I can't sit there, especially since you're watching three races in one day, including the longest Cup Series race of the year. Well, I think it, the racing has just changed so much. Also, was, you remember what it was back in like late 90s, early 2000s? There was action and drama through the entire race. Right. There was something going on, but now they're not running well and you also hear too about these like older races where it's like oh so and so won you know they lapped the field and they won by you know four minutes or something crazy you know like max first step in numbers now um that's that's not happening anymore i mean it i don't it's know it's that it's close racing but with the stage breaks and all that i think it's keeping everything two bunched up and then they just run and then as they get to the end then it's oh we need to race it's it's ironic that you know you have the world's fastest sports of you know auto racing that you know you're the, you're moving the fastest and they take among you know like you mentioned baseball take among the longest to do and us as a society, if you know, we we move so fast as a society now compared to in the nineties, that we just don't have the attention span to sit through a five hundred mile race anymore. And I mean, I even the hardcore fans, like there's so few people that if you went and asked a hundred people of of the most hardcore fans in NASCAR, you ask a hundred people. How many of you sit on the couch and watch every moment of the action, you know, minus a bathroom break or a trip to the refrigerator here and there, but actually watch pretty much the entire race? If I was able to. Well, I think that's part of the problem. Nothing more. I think that's part of the problem is that like, yeah, I, if I was able to, I would absolutely do it uh, to, for the most part, I you know, I, my, my focus starts to wane after a while that I have to get up and walk away and go do something different for a little bit. Uh, but it, it's, I don't think you'd find very many of them, many people that say, yeah, I, I will sit down and dedicate four hours of my Sunday afternoon to watch a cup series race in April at, uh, at Richmond. I just don't think you would. So here's where I think that is. I've, if there's action on track, I will stay glued. But seeing some of the running that they've done, yes, this is where I'm having a hard time with Formula One right now. There's no passing; they're just running out the laps and then check the flag. You you have the you know, occasional incident. You have you know, occasional car catch on fire. I mean, you know, we'll get into this here in a little bit. But man, last week. <laughs> was was the exception to the rule at least recently uh 
And it was, it was exciting. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the chaos wouldn't have happened. Max would have, you know, run away with that. He was in the process of running away from that. And, uh, you know, the chaos brought it back. And fortunately it was a anticlimactic ending, but we'll talk about that here in a bit. IndyCar, Texas. It was a much different race than what I thought it'd be. That was the best Texas race in many years, in my opinion. I did call one thing, though. And that was? Initials DD. Looks like Graham Rahal um, was okay after that wreck. Yeah. Still have no clue what was going on there. I, they never did show an extended replay. It just looked like he just drifted up the track for some unknown reason and just Graham just plowed right into him. I don't. One thing I saw, maybe he was trying to get into pit lane and or get down, but drove too fast and shot it back across. I don't know. I never really did see a clear picture of it either. So the, let's see, I'm looking at the wrong year. (laughs) I was looking at a highlight article about the Texas race and um, the French. (laughs) Mr. DD, we'll just call him that. I had the article from last year's race up. And there was an article about him taking out Graham Rahal <laughs> the Texas race two years in a row. Oh, man. But the the good news, though, is it was exciting. There was like a thousand passes in that race. Um, you know, Pato Award like lapped the entire field and things kind of fell back in line again. Uh, which could have been boring, but again, that's that's why, yeah, 1070 on track passes with 27 lead changes is the official number from this weekend. Yeah, it is a great race getting that high line mm-hmm. starting to run a little bit more. And I think you it, mentioned he, it, Jimmy Johnson showing you can do it. Yep, and that high line practice, I think, helped too. Uh, you know, getting cars out there for a half hour to just run laps on that high line and get some some rubber down on the track, it it, it definitely made a difference. I mean, you saw some some of them uh, who got too aggressive struggled when they went up there, but uh, you know, again, patience. There, there was a lot of good moves. David Malukas, by the way, fourth place. Good, you know, yeah. he's he's currently sitting sixth in the points with his. Uh, his HMD Motorsports slash Dale Coin ride. That's uh, good for him. I was really looking forward to those last couple laps to see if a ward could make a move on New Garden, but then caution came out. And New so Garden that was disappointing. Is... New Garden is man. That guy is probably one of the more underrated drivers in the series. Like, I mean, he's he's a past champion for starters, but like you hear people list off. You know the 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 top drivers in the last several years, and does he ever get named? I mean, you know, Scott Dixon is 
one of the top people that that get listed. He's a quiet superstar of IndyCar. I mean, he's just he just quietly goes about his business. He wins. He and he was he was the one that won that million dollars for winning on a road course, a street course, and an oval last year. So I looked it up out of curiosity. Last year, DeFrancesco was a rookie. His best finish was 12th at Gateway, but consistently in that like 17, 18, or 20th place plus. And so far, two races this year, two DNFs. Yep. So New Garden has run 183 races in 12 years, has 48 podiums, 26 wins. That's... It's not bad. Numbers. That is not bad. Uh, let me see here. He's actually a two-time champion in the league. He also won the Indy Lights in 2011. I mean, listen to this. Here, here. So he started off with Sam Schmidt Motorsports, and then he was with Sarah Fisher Hartman, which you know, smaller team, not not as much resources there. Uh, or well, Schmidt, sorry, was Indy Lights, but his first Indy car ride was three years at Sarah Fisher, which was 23, 14th, and 13th. CFH Racing was oh, it was a merger between Sarah Fisher Hartman and Ed Carpenter Racing that I completely forgot about. Um, that didn't seem to last because the next year was Ed Carpenter Racing, but under CFH, he moved up to seventh. He went to Ed Carpenter, finished fourth in 2016. And then after that, he went to Penske. And here's his years at Penske. First, fifth, first, second, second, second. Currently sitting second in the uh, in the standings. I mean, yeah, he's a Penske driver, but still like. You're going to have the equipment there. You're going to have the equipment, but still, like, you still have to produce on track. You can have all the equipment in the world. And if you can't drive with a crap doesn't matter but yeah i mean the guy's four years no is yeah okay so the last six years his worst was fifth and that was one time every other year he was second or first and he's a two-time champion yeah it's really good it's just that guy doesn't get enough credit yeah great race this weekend um got another fun one coming up he has not won indy yet though he's come close a couple of times he had a third a couple uh some years back he's had a little bit of a rough go i want to say with indy so 13th last year 12th 5th in 2020 in that delayed race fourth year before eighth 19th third in 2016 with ed carpenter I think that's probably what got Penske's attention was that ninth didn't uh, 30th, 28th, and 25th. So yeah, like I, I that's what it is. He needs he needs an indie win, I think, for people to really start talking. Because if he can pull that off, and he's done it all otherwise. I mean, he just doesn't have the... He also hasn't been around as long as Scott Dixon has. 
Yeah, looking at this, actually, kind of a cool fact about Devlin DeFrancesco. He was born 15 weeks premature. Oh, and wow. And a pound. Uh, doctors wow. didn't expect him to survive and actually given last rites, at least according to Wikipedia. Wow. I did not know that, dude. It's only 23. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's... that's Glad you know, to see him I out see, there. And the thing is, you know, my kids were born 10 weeks premature. I mean, I, I know what that's like. I mean, 15 is... Yeah, I mean, the, there was a... Oh, uh, uh, you know, I don't near. Well, let's say near miss. Um, where my kids were almost born about fifteen weeks premature, and, and it was almost a guarantee that one would not have survived at that point. And we were able to hold it off and get, hold it another five weeks to get it down to the ten weeks. So, uh, and you know that once you pass that thirty week mark, um, it's it's usually a much more pleasant discussion. Uh, with with the doctors because literally i had this we had the same conversation with the same doctor five weeks apart where or four weeks apart where he literally came in and said like yeah this is hold out as long as you can because this is not good we come back week 30s like because i don't know if you remember me or not i'm like oh no we we definitely no, remember, we do we definitely remember you and he's like well we're gonna have a much more pleasant conversation today and like you know, when your kids are going to be small, they're going to be here for a while, which was about three months. But, you know, knock on wood, there's no, you know, once you get across that 30-week milestone, you can breathe a little bit easier. And, you know, obviously that's not a guarantee or anything like that, but it, it's just, yeah, I, I know that pain firsthand. And it's just, that that was probably the five scariest, four or five scariest weeks of my life. So, I mean, I, I feel for that family. I know exactly what that's like. Well, not exactly, but almost exactly what that's like. So, I mean, you know, good good for him. And just, he needs to step it up, though, on the track. And it's just not, not a very impressive showing so far in his. It was actually a Daytona 24 winner in 2022. Uh, class win. Um, yeah, I believe so. Didn't say yep. which class. He did win a, a F three championship in twenty seventeen. But anyway, um, you know, good news is, attendance seemed to be up at at Texas. TV ratings were down just a little bit, but. I didn't tell you, I was glued to the TV on that yeah, one. Yeah, it was it was a good one. I mean, I was very, I was, I was thrilled. Number one, because it's just, I I'm I'm with Tony George on this one. Tony George was so anti road courses, and you know we, when you had the split back in the '90s and you had cart going and they were you know majority road courses. Tony George is like, I want none of that. We are an oval. We want to be our own thing. We want to see those cars on the oval. We want to hear the you know the fast driving, the loud you know the loud noises from the car. This is an oval series, and I love the these cars on the ovals. And it just They're unfortunately has, hasn't produced some of the best racing in the last few years. But they I they need a couple more ovals on the schedule. I, so, I would totally yeah. trade some of those. Uh, 
some of those uh those the other one too is Watkins Glen. They you know get get them back to Watkins Glen. I think that would be a lot of fun too. No, Chicago Land would be a great spot for the Indy cars. Yeah, I don't know why they. I mean, I think NASCAR owns that track, and NASCAR is basically blocked out Indy, which is weird to me because you know Roger Penske owns IndyCar. Roger also, you know, he's got his teams in NASCAR. He's been in NASCAR. He's heavily influential in NASCAR. Can't you cut a deal to let them back on some of these tracks? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that some of these tracks have been set up not, you know, I yeah, they're they're set up for NASCAR. They're not set up for for open wheel Indy cars. I mean, you can't go and you know, for example, iRacing for some reason loves to put the Delara Dash on Daytona. That would be a death trap for the That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> that would be a death trap. I think the only time they ever tested open wheel cars at Daytona in just a test environment, I think somebody died, if I remember correctly. I um, think the big reason why they started to step away from the ovals and the Indy cars well two. The Kenny Breckrack at Texas and then Dan Weldon at Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But it's a different car. It's a safer car. I think they could make it work. That halo is a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can make it work. And I think the racing's better. And the, as we've said it before, IndyCar's marketing in the past has sucked. Their social media presence has sucked. And the promotion at, at these these various cities outside of these special events has sucked i mean you you know the uh, the racing at texas hasn't been great until this year it was okay last year it was it was great this year attendance is back you know was up a bit i don't know what they did differently i mean obviously rogers had and his crews had a little bit of time to come in there and change things up and indycar has a a revamped social media team they have a new marketing director that stepped in this year so you know, maybe that's a direct result of that. I don't know. They need to yeah. find a way to get a little bit better racing at Indianapolis. Yes. In the oval because it, it's too hard when you get a car to pass, it takes you three laps to get back up to even have a shot. So it's taken away some really good finishes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, and then again, Jimmy Johnson showed Iowa you can run many lines there. Oh, he was scaring the crap out of people. I mean, I honestly like, you know, obviously Jimmy doesn't have the experience or the skill that a lot of these open wheel drivers did, but I mean, I think his impact is going to be felt for years because of his uh, you know, courage to go out there at, at Texas and go out there at Iowa and really push those cars to the limit that it wasn't just follow the leader around Iowa anymore. I mean, he, he's going up on that higher line and you, you know, you're Townsend Bell in the broadcast booth going, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah, some of those were a little risky, but he made it work. He made it work. And, you know, the guy won seven championships in, uh, in the, in the cup series guy knows how to drive. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like we said, still want to see how they do in uh, garage 56. If Jensen Button doesn't have a uh, <laughs> doesn't paint <laughs> <bait> the car, <laughs> oh, 
He learned a lot that race, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they knew found respect for stock car driving, and I'm sure the Formula One fan, you know, the, the anti-oval snobs, we'll call them, I'm sure hated those comments. But and Real quick, before we uh, jump into the big discussion, um, Open Wheel Series yes. last night. Yes, indeed. Can't broadcast it. I mean, we got a little clip here and there. We got some screenshots, but had a small field. Because apparently people want to be broadcasted. I don't know why. I mean, I, you know, if you like driving the cars, who cares if you're broadcasted? I mean, cool. Yeah, I had. I had that's some of the best. That's some racing. of the best racing I've seen on the platform. Uh, in oval environment and. You you basically have three guys running in the front the whole time. Yeah, and myself, Brian McKinney, and Tyler Vickery are one of our season champions with Wednesday Night Dash. Brian's now a regular there too. You know, and Brian, man, he knows how to and drive that car. Tough. He knows how to drive that car. I mean, we've we've we caught him in a Delara Dash one time, and I mean, we know he has some some experience driving those open wheel cars, but you, you could tell like he knows how to drive that car. And, and he was phenomenal. I mean, it's, you know, it's a bummer. Somebody had to finish third and second out of that group, but uh, your, your little courageous move at the end. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was talking with Taka earlier today that if that lane hadn't opened up, I was maybe just going to, gung-ho yeet it down on the apron and just spin it out because i was going to be third no matter what you uh i tell you what i i had the the broadcast or not broad and it wasn't a broadcast no i was streaming from my point of view in in car view (laughs) on my you know the twitch feed i had it on my tv above my head here and i'm standing right here just Arms crossed in there watching this last lap. I, you know, I was getting the kids ready for bed. That's why, you know, it's, it's tough for me to do multiple events a week, a week, but I, I so wanted to be there and it just, I can't make it work right now uh, regularly, but I'm standing here, arms crossed. And I was just like, well, you got to move now. It's final lap, final lap, go, 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 go. And, you know, you just see that, that opening just kind of form and you're just like, I'm going to thread that needle. Well, if you watch, I started moving down to the left but as soon as that opened. It's <laughs> just going for it. But I ended up 23 thousandths of a second off of first, and Brian was 42 thousandths off of first. Yeah. It's just, and the thing is, there's something so satisfying about running a drama free race with just good quality, respectful racing. You know, you have a good, strong finish with multiple cars. I mean, it's just there's something that's just so satisfying about that to to get through. People aren't yelling at each other. It's just it, it's when, it's just so enjoyable. I don't know how much you picked up, but after we crossed the line, we were all like, "Whoa, what just happened?" Yeah, you guys are laughing, and I'm 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 standing here with my phone texting you, "Show the replay, show the replay," and you're like, "All right, we'll see you next week." I'm like, "No, stop! <laughs> don't do it." <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, you, you cut the, cut the stream off and, you know, we put it up on Instagram this morning and, and, uh, yeah, go, go check that out. It's, well, it was good. Um, mine, uh, Wildcat racing. I have the in-car view. I think I have the gyro view 
of that last lap. And then on FR Racing Online, we have the, the TV the, view. Yeah, the, the TV view, not a broadcast. So, and then I, I kind of sniped at IndyCar on Twitter today. Uh, feel a little snarky. I posted the screenshot of the finish and I said, See, we couldn't broadcast this. Look what you missed because IndyCar went to somewhere else. And uh, I got a little bit of a response from it. I think people are... (sighs) Hopefully motorsport game. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want people losing their jobs and stuff, but hopefully IndyCar comes to their senses. Yes. I think r- rumors are that because of the delay pushing the game into 2024, I think Indy has an out there. Uh, at least it's it's rumored that they can terminate the contract with Motorsport Games because it was delayed uh, out of 2023. Rumors. No, I don't. I haven't seen the contract. I'm going off of what I've heard. Yeah, you, know, you got to give them a chance to finish. Obviously, I'm sure there's probably some kind of fee that they have to pay to break it, and it probably goes down over time. Or if you know the next delay, probably, yeah, you know, the penalty for breaking is probably pretty pretty low after that. So, I I I just can't see a possibility where we ever see a finished product there. And if it is, it's going to be a pile of garbage. It's probably going to be arcade style too, and just not anything quality and the thing too is like oh i racing pc but you know they released the the world of outlaws as a console game that seemed i mean i don't i'm not a console gamer anymore it it seems like it's gotten pretty pretty good feedback you know if you want a console game to reach a broader audience i mean you, you know the people you know they're not gonna hose you like motorsports games is about to do but you know what it's not my decision to make glad i don't have to be put in that position on to when to terminate a contract so the people that get paid a lot of money get to make that decision have fun yeah good luck formula one we uh we saw something (laughs) that we have not seen in a very long time well let's let's back it up so we went live if you haven't seen it Go go check it out. We uh we went live and I did some testing. The testing was fine. We go live and apparently there's some security setting in these newer Macs that when you're passing sound from Zoom over to OBS or you know or any system sounds, it doesn't pass. It gets blocked. And I you know, Eric, for the first 20 minutes of the stream is just me like troubleshooting. And finally, I just said, you know, like this is this is boring. No one's going to watch this. And like 15 people actually tuned into our uh, technical problem stream. So I we end up killing the stream. I start digging around. I'm trying all kinds of different things. And ultimately, I figure out, oh, I'm like two major versions behind on OBS. And allegedly, they fixed that problem or they found a workaround. And we updated OBS made some slight settings changes and uh, we went live and we were up and running again, which was great because the, we didn't miss anything. We didn't miss anything because we went red flag at lap eight after George Russell and Carlos Sainz had pit free red flag and then lost a bunch of positions. And then George Russell's car caught on fire. 
And uh, we we actually got back up and running shortly after the race had resumed. So, you know, we lost all that time, but you know, no harm, no foul. And we've got it going. It's it's good. We ran our stream after that, and uh, you know, pretty uneventful. You saw a lot of fastest lap. Uh, changing hands between laps about 40 and 55 or so. And then lap 56 happened where we had, what was it? Kevin Magnuson lost his, uh, lost one of his wheels. Yeah, we, yes. Yeah. And that was we... the first red flag, or the, I guess the second red flag. And so we're sitting around here. I'm drinking my. Who is the who ran off into the gravel? Is that brought out the first one? Was it Alex Albon? Might have been Albon. <laughs> there was <laughs> there was also the memes of Charles Leclerc ends up in the uh, ends up out on lap one. And they showed this fan saying, I, you know, they, they flew from like Argentina to Australia to watch him. And they hold up the sign says, I flew 16,000 kilometers to watch you. And somebody photoshopped it to say DNF. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Ferrari. But yeah, we, you know, too easy right now. We red flag. We're sitting there killing time. Get lined back up. We got another standing, our, our third standing start. I incorrectly called it the second because I completely spaced the fact while I was troubleshooting OBS that there was a second standing start. Uh, I think they said it was only the fifth time that they had three standing starts in a single race. Which is kind of a crazy stat, but... Um, yeah, and if you saw our Instagram reel... You saw our reaction when we saw live after that third standing start and, uh, you know, with Eric prefacing, do they make it through turn one? And I just kind of, I don't know. Well, they didn't. Nope. <laughs> that was the Formula One equivalent of the big one at Talladega. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you had Carlos Sainz shove Alonzo. I thought Alonzo was out, but apparently he got it. Well, not apparently he got himself going again. Um, I went back, told you this. I went back and was watching the in car with the uncensored radio after Alonzo was spun out and he got back on the track and he just hits, you know, you see his, his thumb go down to the radio button and he just goes, Hey, and then because he went from podium down to like 14th or something like that after, you know, and then Lance Stroll goes flying off the track on turn three into the rocks and. Um, because of the red flag and where the incident first happened, I believe the rule they said is that they just line back up in the same order that they did for the, the standing restart. So signs went from third, he got a five second penalty, which pushed him all the way down to 12th because of the, essentially the safety car finish. Nico Hulkenberg was sitting fourth. And I think he fell to like seventh because of that. Um, if I remember correctly, but Oh, yeah. that yeah. finish was just well. Then you had Logan Sargent crazy. run into the back of somebody, and he was a DNF. You see, so had both Williams DNF. 
I mean, it was just there was just so much chaos on that last that last lap that I just you know you just lose track. But I think didn't Checo go off the track too in turn one? I believe so. Oh yeah, and both Alpines took each other. <laughs> <laughs> almost forgot that. Um, it looks like I think Sergeant crashed into into Nick DeVries. That's who it was. But yeah, you started that third or that third standing start with seventeen or sixteen cars because Magnuson, Russell, Albon, Leclerc were all out. So you lose Sergeant, you lose DeVries. You lose O'Connor, you lose Gasly. So you lost four more. So you're down to 12 cars. Signs gets his five-second penalty, which pushes him to, you know, the very last place. Someone was saying to Signs if he had a five-second penalty and he was lined up for four or third, that he should just kind of uh, sandbag it. And as he, you know, gets to that last stretch, then punch it. <laughs> And that way you create the five second gap. So it's like you, you hold your spot, which I don't know if they would have, that probably would have been frowned upon and they probably would have given him another penalty on top of that. Yeah. That's a tough that. one. You get a five second penalty and you're all running close like that. Like, well, here, here's the thing is for stopping to signs or, okay, we'll say to Valtteri Botas, who is the actual last place car, because of the safety car finish, 11th place was 6.53513 seconds behind Max. We have not had anything close to that ever, or not ever, but in a long time. But the other thing, I guess, you know, you have Max, Lewis, Alonso on the podium, three world champions. And it's been a while. I think uh, Seb was third at some point a few years ago uh, when that happened. Or no. Uh, was it like 2018, I think, or something like that? Was the last time they had three world champions on the podium together? Uh, you know, I actually couldn't tell you. It was, it's been a while. But yeah, you know what? That was that race finished after 3 a.m. your time. It was finished. He was like what three forty five. Yeah, yeah. Like that race should have been over by like two thirty, at the latest your time. And yeah, we finally shut the stream down about three forty five. So how was your morning the next morning? I never did ask. Oh, it was it was good. <laughs> Nothing crazy. I went to bed mm. at like one a.m. and I was dying the next morning. I was just like. This sucks. Like I used to be able to like, oh, 1 a.m. That's nothing. And then I go to 1 a.m. Yeah, I was up and ready to go for the IndyCar race. Yeah, that uh, it's good. It's a good weekend of racing, minus the boring Richmond. If I would have predicted going into that weekend, which was going to be the boring between the uh, Formula One Indy and India, Texas and NASCAR Richmond, I would have got that completely wrong. Yeah, I expected more of a crash fest at Indy. 
based off last year that is a fun race to watch. On that note, um, come race with Eric on Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. Find closed doors. We don't have a broadcast. The thing, though, is if they do lift that broadcast restriction, do you just still call it behind closed doors? <laughs> or do you have to rename the league? I don't know. I think I might just keep it behind closed doors. I, I, think, I think it'd be funny because it wouldn't make any sense at all at that point. Like, why do you do this? Closed doors for what? It's a joke. We'll tell you about it sometime, kid. Wednesday night dash. We got a new driver coming in. Actually, another driver out of Indiana. Caden announced uh, Caden McAreeby's, uh He's going to be sitting out this season. He's despises G G three cars, which I don't. I don't blame him. Uh, I'm starting to in my practice. I'm getting extremely frustrated and kind of wondering why I agreed to this. But eight races, we'll be back in something stock car related. So just just have to survive. Yeah, I'll probably just be learning how to drive road courses and just get better overall. I'm not going to be competitive. I, I already know that. I I, there, I think everybody's going out saying I'm not going to be competitive. So like, it's going to be a really have, competitive season. Well, no, I think you're going to have like two <laughs> factions here. Is you're going to have like Tyler and Hunter and Mark Vickers up front all by themselves, and like you look at at Justin Deans and and Eric Plum and uh and Brian McKinney have all said oh this is gonna be completely new to me it's completely new to me too you at least have Daytona 24 experience yeah I have a I, couple races so. I, I think you're gonna have the three of them fighting it out all year and the rest of us are <laughs> hanging out in the back and fighting for 10th place yeah looking at chats it looks like I'm maybe a for our first race at Lime Rock and maybe a second off of what Mark and Hunter are running. Well, I'm like three seconds off of them. <laughs> and I can't, I, I know, I know why I'm three seconds off. I just can't figure out for the life of me two through four and Hunter's having the same problem. It's just, he's, he's already way faster than me through there. So if I can get two through four figured out, yeah, I've got a little bit figured there that I really like. The the only thing with with Lime Rock, which could be interesting, or especially early on, is you get through turn four and you start heading down to the chicane, and that turns into a log jam. Especially when it's early on. If you're not patient, it's just gonna be like a repeat of the uh the fountain at, at uh Long Beach. <laughs> And uh, yes. if somebody's somebody's not paying attention, you're gonna have a big mess at that spot. Um, but it's like even if you do screw up turns two through four and fall behind, you're gonna first couple laps, you're gonna catch right back up at waiting. You know, everybody's shifting down to first gear, cut through there. After it spaces out, you know, just like the 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 fountain turn at, at Long Beach, it'll 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 move again. Yeah, it should be a fun season. Something a little bit different. We'll see how it goes and keep going from there. Uh, 
Good. I don't know why I agreed to this. So we do. We have officially have two series now behind closed doors. So if you want to run some open wheel or if you're interested in some GT3s, come on out. I'm going to throw this out here right now because, I mean, I think a lot of people race because, you know, they like the group. You know, they like the time. They like the model of it's not a lot of time. Wednesday night's like, what am I going to do at 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night anyway? Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking we need to, we might next year, if we're going to go 10, three tens, three, three seasons of 10 races, I think, honestly, we might have to consider going, you know, Cup or Xfinity for one, truck, and then either Arca Gen 4, and then spin the GT off as its own league. Yeah, I know we've kind of chatted about that a little bit, and I think that could be a lot of fun. Maybe GT3 and the Formula One could kind of pair up somehow. We, Taka, I got, got a job for <laughs> Taka, get to work. All right. On that note, FRRacingOnline.com at FRRacingOnline on all social media. Please give us a follow on Twitch, YouTube, wherever you follow social media. We are there more than likely um, with mainstream-wise. So thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Take care.